When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Along with hour number four here, Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, filling in for the guys. He is Aaron Goldhammer. I am Jonathan Zaslow. Good to have you here with us today. And we got some news. We got some breaking news, Aaron. This is a breaking news show today, all right? We got some breaking news. It comes from Adam Schefter. He gets all the scoops. And here it is. Colts have given all-pro running back Jonathan Taylor permission to seek a trade per league sources. Other teams are now weighing whether to make an offer to the Colts and what would be fair value. So I think the conversation is, how did we get to this point and how much are you willing to give up to get him? Well, I don't know that Jonathan Taylor ever felt comfortable playing for the Colts again after the spat with Jim Irsay. Um, he was going to be locked into a one-year deal with them, but then he's scheduled to be a free agent next year. And I, I think what happened here, uh, 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 Zach, uh, Zach, I think what happened here, Zaz, you got is, it. you know, whatever, you, whatever <laughs> your name is. Um, I think what happened here is that the Colts realized that they're going to stink. And the, so what are they going to do? They're going to pay Jonathan Taylor big money? Or, or they're going to have him on the team so that he can win them a couple more games and make it so they have a worse draft pick? No. If they like Anthony Richardson, they want to have the number one pick, and they want to sell that baby off for a giant ransom to get Caleb Williams somewhere else, and then they get a million draft picks. Like, this is their plan for building their team moving forward. So I think they're realizing Jonathan Taylor has no real valuable future moving forward in Indianapolis because they don't want to sign him to a long-term deal, which they've already admitted. And they don't think they can win anything this year, so you might as well get what you can for him, especially if he's going to be a malcontent and disgruntled. Well, this is their plan, right, only because they pivoted. Because Jonathan Taylor was like, I, I, I don't like it here anymore. I don't want to be here. I don't like what you said, Jim Say after all of us running backs had the Zoom meeting about how we're all going to get paid. Like, this wasn't originally the plan. They pivoted. This has now become the plan. Because if anything, I would think that Having Jonathan Taylor there for at least the first couple of years with Anthony Richardson can only help the super young and raw quarterback, no? I I think a sane team might see it that way, but I don't know that the Colts think that it really makes a big difference, whether they have Jonathan Taylor running the ball or somebody else. How much better now? Like, post-injury. I mean, last year at this time he was being talked about as the number one pick in fantasy. Mm -hmm. How much better do you think Jonathan Taylor is than the average NFL running back? I think he's significantly better because he's only 24 years old. You know, he's not even, like, through that rookie contract where maybe he's 26 or even 27 years old. And now it's like, all right, how many more good years does he have left? Like, he's 24. He hasn't even... 
He's like right in the prime. I know for running backs, like the prime is super early. But, but, but what, would it so surprise young. you if he got traded and Zach Moss ended up with as good a numbers as Jonathan Taylor did? Because it would not shock me. In Indianapolis? If, if that's what ended up happening. Yeah, right. Because then Zach Moss would slide up and would become the bell cow featured running back in there. I'd be pretty whatever surprised. Whatever their offense becomes. I'd be pretty surprised because you know they're going to try and force the quarterback to throw. And I'd be pretty surprised if Zach Moss is going to be sliding up. And, I mean, look, I know last year he missed six games, Jonathan Taylor. So the last full season he played the year before it, he had 2,200 yards from scrimmage, you know? Right, right. and they should have made the playoffs if Carson Wentz didn't throw the ball to the Jacksonville Jaguars, who were like the worst team in football at the time all over the place. Well, Um, so now the, the conversation becomes like, okay, so I'm making the case that he's only 24 years old. What's he going to fetch out there? He's been yeah. given permission. Adam Schefter just tweeted out that the Colts have given Adam uh, Jonathan Taylor, excuse me, permission to seek a trade. So yeah. now you got other teams out there. Do we do this? We still got a couple weeks until the regular season starts. What are we willing to give up? Do you, do you can you see any teams right off the bat, Aaron? They say, you know what? They're probably kicking the tires on him right now. Yeah, I I've got one team in mind that I think could really use Jonathan Taylor. But before we get to that. I think the issue here is twofold. It's the compensation, number one. But then also, if you trade for Jonathan Taylor, you better be ready to extend his contract immediately, right? So you're not just dealing for the guy. The, the really what you're trading for, the compensation is going to be less because you have to then also give him the second contract. You don't get the running back on the rookie contract. You've got to pay him, what, at least $10 million a year, I'm guessing, uh, if you're going to keep Jonathan Taylor moving forward. And with that in mind, I think we're talking about a third-round draft pick at best is what the Colts would get back for Jonathan Taylor. What it, it, Does that sound like about fair to you? I think I think you can get at least a second round pick back for I know they hold really? on to these draft picks like they're gold. And the reason is because you consider usually it's hey, when the quarterback is on that rookie contract, make sure you fill in all the other spots so you can get the good value while the quarterback is still at a great value money wise. Jonathan Taylor right now, it's not gonna be for long. They're gonna have to pay him. But yeah. right now, this season he is still a great value under contract. So I think there's some teams he's out there. He's on the pup, though, as Like, he's not healthy. You know, so so the other thing I'd have to do if I traded for Jonathan Taylor is I'm going to have my doctor spend about 18 hours looking over every single thing with Jonathan Taylor because, you know, trading for a guy who's physically unable to perform generally does not seem like a good idea if you're a fan of the NFL. Do we know how long? They're expecting well. There's the question with this pup thing: is, is he is he on it because he's hurt, or is he? Well, didn't on it say recently he's, he's gone for personal owner? reasons. D- didn't but, it say but, that? But, no. Well, he has a back injury. Like that is, I think, legitimate here. Maybe I, I, it's tough to read because, on the one hand, the Colts might not be practicing him because he's disgruntled and they don't want him to get hurt any right. worse. You know, I, I right. just so the 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 guy. The team that jumps out to me the most is Buffalo. Now, I don't know that they want to trade him in the conference. Damian Harris already banged up. This is a team that cannot continue to put Josh Allen in harm's way and is desperate for a tough running game when things get cold in Buffalo in December and January. If I am the Bills, I am on the phone right now, and I am offering up a three 
to Indianapolis to see if we could get that deal done. See, that's the kind of team I'm talking about. A team that's in a win-now mode that, you know, doesn't necessarily have the stud running back and is willing to, hey, let's strike right now while this Jonathan Taylor is a great, great running back and great values. That's the type of team that I think it works for. And, by the way, I don't think when you're the Indianapolis Colton, you're clearly in the middle of a rebuild. You can't worry about where you're trading him. Yeah. Like, maybe you don't want to trade him in division. Okay. But that's, you that's, can't that's, cross you, you off. you got to get the best asset, possibly, yeah. that you can, assuming yeah. you're going to do this. I'll give you another team, and I don't know that they'd be up for doing this salary because they paid a bunch of other guys this offseason, including their quarterback. But can you imagine a backfield? Where you got to worry about Lamar running, Lamar throwing, or Jonathan Taylor running the ball, Baltimore would be a really scary place for him to end up. And again, those are two teams who fit the criteria as that you laid out, which is they're win now, win and now. they're in a they're they're in a position, and and they may not have to worry. But I I think you do have to give them the contract now, though. I don't think you can trade for him and then let that deal expire. I don't know that he's going to play for another team unless he was to get some kind of long-term action. But you're telling me, so a team like, like, so you think you would give up a third. I'm saying I'd give up at least a second. If you're a team like Baltimore, who is totally win now, just give up the two to get him. Like the Dolphins last year, the Dolphins are in win now mode, middle of the year. And I know running back, it's, it's, it's a different position, but they traded a first for Bradley Chubb because... We think he's going to help us win a Super Bowl right now. So it's a here's pass a rusher, though. Pick. It's a healthy pass rusher I know, as position. opposed to a guy on pup who's a running back. And I just I think this, again, is a conversation about what the value of running backs is. I don't think they could get more than a third. And if someone called me, if I was Chris Ballard and company in Indianapolis and said, we'll give you a third-round pick, I'd say, gone, done. Get the distraction out of here. We're not going to win anything anyway. It's the most replaceable position in all of sports. We get an extra draft asset. Yeah, we make life a little bit harder. Life's going to be hard for Anthony Richardson with or without Jonathan Taylor this year, Zaz. Canty and Carlin, Jonathan Zaslow, Aaron Goldhammer filling in for the guys. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for progressive, for protection, excuse me, on the road and on the water. See how much you could save at 800-PROGRESSIVE and progressive.com. It's time for Canty and Carlin's Pacey NFL segment. Now, it's been a couple hours since we did our AFC version, Aaron, of teams that are going to finish last in the division. And since we did that, I mean, all over social media, people like Saslow, Goldhammer, when are you going to do the NFC version? Well, we're doing it here, right? Let's go. So teams that are going to finish last place in the NFC. You want to go first here or should I? Um, let's, I'll go ahead and go first. I feel like I've got this ready to go, and I think this is simpler to me than the AFC was. There are a couple of really good divisions in the AFC where I thought it was really unclear who's going to finish mm-hmm. last. Probably one of these teams, though, is going to win their division. I'll start in the NFC East, where I think the Washington Commanders, just because of their coach and quarterback situation, I mean, that's what you got to look at first. New owner, their coach is absolutely on the hot seat, might get fired during the year, I think, in Ron Rivera. And what is Sam Howell or Jacoby Brissett, who's probably going to play at some point? I got the Commanders finishing last in the NFC East. In the NFC North, um, 
I think I know a lot of people are high on Chicago with uh, Justin Fields, and I don't think they're going to finish last. I think a lot of the buzz for the Detroit Lions is not totally warranted, and I, I could see them sinking down. I still wow. don't think they can stop anybody. Wow! You know, right. I know they were hot to end the year. I also wonder if the Man Campbell Act is fun for half a season but would wear a little bit thin on a team. So I got the Lions finishing last. You don't want to do Oklahoma drills every single day? I don't don't know that that CBA allows that. Um, In the (laughs) NFC South, this is a bad division just overall. But, man, Tampa Bay says they're going to have a quarterback competition until, like, the opener. Like, they might be playing two quarterbacks on September 10th. This isn't college, Todd Bowles. This is the NFL Teams like to know who their leader is. I think that's going to be a divided locker room, and I have Tampa finishing last in the NFC South. And then in the NFC West, come on. I mean, Arizona, they're getting fitted for Caleb Williams' jerseys already. I don't know if Kyler's going to play it all this year. I don't know that I could name you five guys on the team. I've got the Arizona Cardinals finishing last in the NFC West. Zaz, what do you got? Yeah, so we're, we're pretty similar here, Aaron. In the NFC East, I got Washington Kind of feels like, uh, you know, it feels like a lame duck year with the head coach. I'm not really sure what's going on with the enemy. Washington, like you said, Sam Howe, get a good look at the commanders tonight, Monday Night Football, but that doesn't mean I'm not picking them to finish last in the NFC East. NFC North, I got Green Bay finishing last. Now, that's not a knock on Jordan Love. I think Jordan Love... Look, he's been in the league for a few years now. I know he hasn't been a starter, but I think that helps as far as maturity when it comes to playing that position. Just because I don't think this Packer team is going to win very many games does not mean that I don't believe that Jordan Love is going to show signs of being a competent quarterback for the foreseeable future. So I'm going Green Bay. The next two are actually pretty easy for me. NFC South, it's Carolina that is coming up the rear. Bryce Young running for his life out there. And have just been a putrid organization for a while now. Carolina, I know Bryce Young, we talk about nondescript teams. You're going to watch because of Bryce Young. But outside of Bryce Young, they feel very nondescript to me, the Carolina Panthers. And we're on the same page when it comes to the NFC West. I don't know when Kyler Murray's going to be ready. I'm not sure I even know who's starting week one for Arizona. The Arizona Cardinals were a hot mess last year. And the only reason I'm not saying they're going to be a hot mess this year is because we know they're going to be bad. Arizona Cardinals, last place in the NFC West. And that right there is the NFC version of which teams we think. See, most shows say who you think are going to win a division. Not us. This show's giving you who's going to finish last in a division. Very (laughs) controversial. It's just as valuable. Triple eight say ESPN, right, Zaz? If you want to argue with any of these... And to me, the hardest one in the NFC was the North to try to figure out, right? Because I feel like the East, you know, the commanders are going to stink. Tampa's a mess, and Arizona's probably the worst team in the league. But to try to pinpoint which one of those teams in the North, I could also see Minnesota. You know, the, the, statistically, Zaz, they were supposed one of the luckiest teams. They were 11-0 and in one-score games yeah. last year. Yeah. Like, yeah. come on. The, the worm has to turn on the Minnesota Vikings. And there's something unsettling about Cousins, right? Like, every year, you look at the end of the year, and it's like, hey, 
really great year. Look at his numbers. But every single week, it's like, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't trust him. I don't know that I trust him. So is this the year that it kind of falls at the bottom falls out? Yeah, it, you know? Maybe. I mean, it feels like his last year there, um, I mean, he, he is the king of one thing, which is he gets paid, man. Well, that, he is an expert in cashing out. He he's was like the like, OG at, at the, <laughs> the year-by-year contracts, right? Right. right. And he's going to get paid a ton this year, too. I just think it's, it's a tough place to be with your Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott. Because I think they're like the same-ish quarterback. It's like they're the guys when you're playing Sunday at 1 o'clock against Washington, you feel really good about them throwing five touchdown passes. It's when you put them on a Monday night you know, against a big division rival or you put them in a playoff game that you don't have nearly as much faith. And that's that's the Kirk Cousins story, right? He's That he's been terrible in prime time. We don't want him. Yeah. You, you put him on our network with uh, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman calling the game and our brand-new Monday Night Countdown crew. Shout-out to everybody led by Scott Van Pelt, Marcus Spears, part of the mix, Adam Schefter, of course. Uh, our new Monday Night Countdown crew that we announced today, you put them, uh, you put them in that in that mix, and he's going to be terrible. So if you want to push back, if we named either one of us named your favorite team last place in the NFC, you want to fight back? Eight 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 say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. I'll ask you here real quick as well, Aaron. Do you have a team in mind who you feel is is kind of setting up to be the biggest? disappointment now we already did AFC so let's stick with NFC because yeah. the AFC I think we could easily say the Jets uh yeah. that doesn't mean they're going to be bad I know you right. think they're going to be last in the AFC but like setting up to be biggest disappointment what team in the NFC do you see you know what I seems to be a disappointment I, I don't know I, what I, got one. I, I, don't, I don't know what people are really expecting I'm a little worried about the Giants you know I, I just with Daniel Jones playing quarterback, he threw 15 touchdown passes last year and earned a $40 million a year contract. Um, and you got the Saquon situation still kind of lingering in the background. They gave him a little bit of extra money but didn't really take care of him long term. Yeah, boy, Saquon folded pretty quick there, didn't he? He did, and I don't know that I trust their playmakers. I mean, they had a bunch of no-name receivers making plays every week. I remember looking at the box scores and being like, I don't even know who half these guys are. Their defense is good, and they have a good coach. So I'm not going to argue with Brian Dable, but I'd be a little worried about a comeback-to-earth season for the Giants. And then, you know, I brought up the Vikings. I don't know that anybody's planning on them. You realize they went 13-4 and last year? Like, they're yeah. definitely not doing well, that Well, you just again. said 11-1 in one-score games. You're going to have a great record if right. you're winning that and, many. And in, the, and in the regular season, it was 11-0. The one they lost was a playoff game to the Giants. Oh, so okay. they went 11-0. In the regular season, 11-0 and 0 in one-score games. Now, there might be some talent in that, being good at winning the close ones, but some of that is just dumb luck, I think. There's a little bit of luck there. And didn't they start out the season, they started out, I think, undefeated up to a certain week and then got smashed by, I don't, I feel like I want to say the Eagles. I don't remember who it was. Hold on, the, 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 internet, got, the internet has this, and I, I will bring it up for you. Stand they got by. smashed by someone in their first loss of the season. I want to say Eagles. I'm going to be really impressed if I got it right, because why would I remember that? Uh, let's see. 2022 Minnesota Vikings. I'm on the ESPN.com. They've got a pretty good uh, sports website there. They'll ESPN, know. Right? Yeah. Uh, they lost to Green Bay uh, at the end of the year. That's the end of the year. They, they, they won week one. They lost to Philadelphia in week two, 24-7, and then won their that's next the one, two, of. three, four, five, six, seven. So they were eight and one, and got smashed by Dallas forty to Dallas. Three. Dallas, yeah, that was it. That was it. 
Dallas. That sounds very close to Philadelphia, but it's different. Okay. All right, so I was close. I had the right idea there. Which team did we name one of your teams that we thought was going to finish last in the NFC? You're very angry about it. 888-CESPN, 888-729-3776. Let's hear from Reggie. He is in New Orleans. Reggie, you're on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Go ahead. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, Look, y'all just made the point of the NFC East, all right, with the commanders. Last year, they were the one team that surprised the Eagles. They did did some smash-mouth football. Uh, They also beat Dallas in that last game. Yes, we just got a small sample size of Sam Howell, but those guys are bringing back a top-notch offensive, uh, you know, playmakers. Jahan Dodson, McCorin on the defensive side, they're a top-10 defense. I'm telling you, those guys are going to shock the world. They're going to shock the world. You need to listen to some of your other cohorts. Lewis Riddick and some of the other ones think the commanders are going to really turn some heads this year. So I really Ah. think you guys have uh, got that one wrong. But I'll be glad to – you know, call back in when you when you eat some crow on that. That's not a bad call Thank by you, Reggie. Reggie. I, I just look at coach and quarterback is where I start. Like you said all the good things about the commanders. I look at who their coach is and their quarterback is, and I say, it's a pretty tough division. I don't think they're cutting the mustard with the Cowboys and the Eagles. I like how he said, talk to your cohorts. And I'm like, who's been saying it? And then he named someone. He gave us Lewis Riddick. So Lewis Riddick apparently is he's, he's on the commanders. He likes the commanders. All right. We'll see. So... Coming up, though, the breakout star of USA Basketball is on the cusp of superstardom. That's next. You're listening to Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio on the ESPN app. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. 
The Sixers have ended trade talks on James Harden and plan to bring him back to training camp for the start of the season. When you think of it, there was only one team that had some type of interest in James talking about the Clippers. And the Clippers really weren't trying to give up a lot of assets for James. He and Joel Embiid don't quite fit together. You know, he has the utmost respect for Joel. But unfortunately, right, there was no market for James Harden. There was no one willing to step up and make those moves. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. Filling in for the guys, he's Aaron Goldhammer, I'm Jonathan Zaslow. He is in Cleveland, I am in South Florida. And you're hearing there, James Harden, as the saga goes on, it continues. We talked about it earlier, Aaron, where apparently the league looking into what caused James Harden to publicly call President of the 76ers, Daryl Morey, a liar is because apparently Daryl Morey promised, not written contract, not signed, promised that he would trade James Harden in a timely fashion. He would deal him quick. That has not happened. Matter of fact, they've cut off trade conversations, and that right there is why James Harden has called Daryl Morey a liar. I, I guess. I mean, I find it hard to believe that that's really what James Harden is that mad about. Because I don't think that it... I just don't think that that holds a lot of water to me. I think this is about other promises from longer ago than just that simple story. Because that's the one that won't get anybody in trouble with the league as they're conducting this investigation. Let's bring aboard Ryan Hollins here, former NBA veteran, former ESPN radio host, current Houston Rockets TV analyst, Ryan, you're on with Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio. Let's start right there. Are you surprised at what the league's findings were that James Harden's rationale for calling Daryl Morey a liar was based off of being promised a quick trade out of Philly? For one current, man, I, I was supposed to fill in today, but I, I we couldn't get the schedules together. Um, but from my standpoint, um, it doesn't surprise me, and I think, Aaron, you hit it right on the head. Uh, when we look at this situation – uh, it, yes, it is illegal to give a, a player that, that handshake deal. Um, I, I know they do happen uh, in, in a sense all the time. Uh, but also at the end of the day, we don't know. It could have been just as simple as, you know, James feeling like he would be best somewhere else, wanting to move forward, getting the word that he can move forward and not having that opportunity. But the league is going to be extra sensitive when he comes out and makes public statements because what you can't do and what it may seem like, even though none of us ultimately know unless, you know, this was proven otherwise, is that he would be promised more money to take less money and then have the, you know, essentially move forward with the team and, uh, you know, take less to get more later on. And it looks like that essentially didn't happen. So the league can investigate. And I think I don't think there's any harm done if, in fact, he said he would be traded and wasn't traded. So I think either scenarios work, but the league is going to do a good job doing their due diligence. Ryan, um, if you were James Harden's teammate in Philadelphia right now, how would you feel? You know, for me, I've seen guys uh, go through negotiations, uh, problems with the team. They haven't been as public as a a Jimmy Butler or or a James Harden. But I think uh, you have to respect each and every player because, you know, there is a player side of this uh, to why they may feel unfair. They've been promised something or something may have happened or they just don't feel like being on that team is a fit anymore. So, uh, for me, I would I would support my teammate and I would move forward because at the end of the day, you know that it's a business. But if you have a player as talented as James Harden, man, you just love to see him playing. Uh, and ultimately, at the end of the day, if he's not going to be playing, 
you do want this as a player to move as quick as possible. Why? Because now you can move forward. Dude, when you go into those uh, media rooms or after practice or after a big game, you guys could have a huge game. But you know what the story's going to be? What's going on with, with, with James Harden? So um, you can understand as a player the frustration is there, but your support is with the player because you never judge what a guy's going through in his personal life or, or business life. Ryan, would your guess be the holdup or the reason that Philadelphia took him off the trade market? Is Daryl Morey and the Sixers asking for too much for James Harden? Or is there just not enough interest, you know, presumably from the team he'd like to play for, the LA Clippers? Clearly a a little bit of both. Um, If you're the Clippers, they don't agree. I think obviously there's questions. James Harden, this is the tough thing. He's an intriguing player to value because you know he can be a top five talent in the league at any given time. But you know, and we talked about this before, Aaron, he doesn't quite fit with Joel Embiid. You you saw that when Joel Embiid sat out, James Harden looked phenomenal. He looked like the old James Harden. You see when Embiid comes back, and what people don't give James enough credit for, and I want people to hear this very clear, James is a willing passer. He loves to play a team game. But if he doesn't trust it, he's going to take over. Hey, Joel Embiid had his best season ever as a pro playing with James Harden. So um, I I think that James may be just saying, hey, man, I want to move forward. Unfortunately, things may not be working here. So I don't know if it's more of a a fit thing. I don't know if it's frustrations behind the scenes. And I know from being in the locker room, man, there's a lot of factors in which you can never really come out publicly and say that may be going on. So I, I, I can't speak to that, uh, but I know guys like to play with James Harden. But I think, like I said, he's very hard to evaluate his trade value because you don't know which James that you're going to get ultimately when it does depend on uh, the fit of your team, the chemistry, or hey, man, if he, if he still has those 60-point performances in him. Ryan, I don't know how many people are watching the World Cup of Basketball, and it is not the Olympics, okay? But Anthony Edwards has been really special on this team. They came back from 16 down to beat Germany in a friendly the other day. He had 34. He's playing awesome defense. Do you think this is uh, the the possibility of him really taking the next step on the road to superstardom? Absolutely is, man. That's a, that's a great question. Hey, we're just going to call it what it is. Um, the league wants Zion or Ja or, or Trey Young, those guys to be the next, or Luka. You're trying to anoint that next guy. And no one has stepped up to the plate. With all due respect, you know, those are great players. They've been doing their thing, all-star appearances. But if Anthony Edwards in this position can step up, it's a huge bump. Um, I know I'm no Anthony Edwards, but I know my best seasons came from when I played USA basketball or I played, you know, competitive basketball in season rather than just working out. So Anthony Edwards is going to mark my words. He's going to blow up this season. He's going to go off. But I think the experience that he's getting is definitely going to pay off. And he's a guy, make no mistake, Aaron, you're right. He can be a face of the league. He has that type of talent. And this could be the next step that we're watching right before our eyes. We have Ryan Hollins here with us, current Houston Rockets TV analyst. You're listening to Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Aaron Goldhammer and Jonathan Zaslow here filling in for the guys. You know, Ryan, I feel like speaking about Anthony Edwards there with Team USA, this seems to happen every time these teams get together where there's there's one guy who establishes himself as the alpha. And you know, Carmelo Anthony had the one year. Dwayne Wade had the one year. Back at Dream Team 1992, like Charles Barkley was the guy. There always seems to be the one guy who kind of takes over as the alpha, you know? Yeah, no, it it, it is, and it's it's very intriguing. I think we could all see this one coming from a mile away with all due respect to the talent that's on that team. And I do want to say, make no mistake, the world is catching up, but – 
you know, when, when Team USA loses to the world or a team that may seem not as talented, it's chemistry issues, not talent. So in a situation like this, USA can go sneak up, sneak up on guys, and you got a guy like Anthony Edwards who doesn't have to worry because, Aaron, you know it, we talked about it on the other side. Hey, man, who, who's going to take the shots? You got Kobe on one side, Durant the other one, and then LeBron bringing the ball to the floor. Who's going to take that shot? But now you see a situation, Anthony Edwards go out and score, everybody uh, defend, uh, rebound and, and and play together. So it's a much more coachable group, if that makes sense. And I think poise for Anthony Edwards to go off, man. They were playing in Abu Dhabi, and now they're in Manila in the Philippines for the World Cup. Where's the craziest place you ever played a game, Ryan? <laughs> craziest place was <laughs> you like this. I play US, for USA basketball or in general. Well, I mean, either one. Anywhere. I just want I just want a great place where you played. Chihuahua, Mexico. What Chihuahua. were you doing? What was going on in your life that you were in Chihuahua, Mexico, playing basketball? Dude, shout out Eduardo Nahara. Okay, <laughs> he used to have this um, this game every single year, and it was his, his all-star game, man. And Eddie is like he's the Michael Jordan out there of Mexican basketball. So he'd have this all-star game, and it, we were in Chihuahua, Mexico, me, Jason Kidd. Uh, Josh Smith, De, uh, DeMar Johnson. I mean, it, it was a blast. And, I mean, some of the – it was honestly – it's one of the funnest basketball experiences I have ever had in my life. I mean, the Bullhorns were going. I don't know if they really knew basketball or not, but it was it was a fun environment, man. I like it. I like it. Ryan Hollins, current Houston Rockets TV analyst. Thanks a lot for hanging out with us here on Canton. Thanks, Carlin. buddy. Appreciate it. Anytime, guys. Talk soon. And, of course, you can hit him up at the Ryan Hollins. All right, we're going to have some fun here as we wrap up hour number four on Canty and Carlin. The play of the night, plus the Ravens are attempting to win their, yes, get this, 25th consecutive preseason game tonight. You're listening to Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Time to earn some cash. The taste of money. The smell of wealth. It's Carlin's best play of the night. The taste of money. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. In for the guys, he has been Aaron Goldhammer. I have been Jonathan Saslow as we're wrapping up hour number four here. Let's get to our plays of the night. Here's what I got for you guys. Seattle Mariners, winners of – we do a little baseball. Winners of six in a row, they are red hot. They currently have the third wild card spot. They're minus 205 tonight. Money line 
at the Chicago White Sox. I don't know if you know White Sox are miserable. I don't know if you know Mariners are really good. Mariners, money line, minus 205. How are you going to make that money tonight, Aaron? Canty and Carlin, we're presented by Progressive. I am going for the streak to end tonight. And I know some people might think I'm crazy. What streak am I talking about? I'm talking about the Ravens have won 24 consecutive preseason games on accident. I don't think they're trying. This is all a happy accident. And I think it's time for it to all come to an end. In our nation's capital, against their rivals of region, the Washington Commanders, I like the Commanders plus one tonight. Give me the Commanders plus one, my play of the night. Let's get to three and out here. Sometimes it's the worst. Sometimes it's the best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is three and out. All right, so this is perfect here, Aaron, right? Because like you said, the Ravens are going for their 25th consecutive preseason win, which I don't even know what that means. I, it's almost like when you're betting, like if someone says, hey, I'm, I'm on a heater right now. I've won eight bets in a row. But if someone says I've lost eight bets in a row, that's like just as impressive. It's so stupid to have that many wins or losses preseason in a row. I don't even know what that means, dude. I mean, I think it's a happy accident, and I think it is clearing the bar potentially for the most meaningless record in the history of sports. So I okay. think they should put it on a t-shirt and sell it all over Baltimore. I don't know that I've ever heard of a record more meaningless than this one. No, no, no. The most meaningless stat in sports actually occurred a couple nights ago. I think it was a couple nights ago. Gunnar Henderson for the Baltimore Orioles. He was a single away from the cycle. The cycle is the most meaningless stat in sport, Aaron. He had a home run, a triple, and a double. He stepped up to the plate late in the game. It was an 11-1 game. Right down the right field line. He legs out a double. Because of course he did. Of course he did. Because that's the right thing to do. His teammates in the dugout were yelling at him. Gunner, why didn't you stop at first? You would have had a cycle. Aaron, you tell me. What's better? A home run, a triple, a double, and a single? Or a home run, a triple, and two doubles? Which is better? I'd rather have the home run, the triple, and two doubles. Also, much more impressive to hit, like... I don't know, four home runs in a game? Like, yes. or two home runs in a Would you rather hit two homers or go four for four with the cycle? I'd probably rather have the two homers. Oh, it depends how many runs I batted in four for four with the cycle, but I probably want the homers. All right, that's a meaningless stat. Excellent job out of you today, Aaron. Thanks to everyone who hung out with us. Job Coming up, it's Joe and Amber right here on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.